Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. All right, we're back. Episode 76. Let's get right into it. Yeah, so uh, I waste no time. Yeah. All right, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I, I started off with an experience I had today. It was it was kind of kind of funny, but it was, I mean, it was just weird. I was working out earlier at the gym, and I ran into this guy that I know from back in the day. Um, dude is kind of a... He's kind of a dummy, but anyways, <laughs> this guy's working out, um, and probably about two stations over, there's this guy and his girlfriend working out, and I'd seen the girl earlier in the gym, and I looked, kind of looked through at the, looked at her through the mirror because I don't be checking chicks out like that to make mm-hmm. them feel awkward, especially if they got a man. Damn it, my phone's fucking Always going off. Eddie, phone going off. I have it on airplane mode, but it's on fucking uh, my what's the name was connected. The damn uh, Wi-Fi was on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, still getting shit. Anyways, uh, to make a long story short, the guy was working out with his girlfriend, and the dude that I know walked near their station where they were working out, and he looked at the chick's ass and was like, whoo, like right in front of the, the, the boyfriend. That's stupid. Fucking idiot. So the, the boyfriend gets pissed off, and he's like, hey, man, what the fuck, dude? And uh, the guy that I know was like, man, you gonna get mad over a bitch? Come on, man. And he was like, a bitch? That's my fucking fiance, man. What the fuck? And he was like, man, whatever, man. You tripping, man. He's like, nah, bro. You got a problem? or What's up? So the boyfriend was pissed off, as he should have been. Um, and they kind of exchanged some words. And then the boyfriend was finally like, man, fuck off, man. Fuck you, dude. So then he started working out. But they said a couple more things. But the dude, the boyfriend, I, I always could tell when somebody could fight. When they got hands, and that dude was kind of yoked, and he would have fucked that guy up. I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. So, um, what I took from it is this: what I took from it is, um, out in the world, women go through a lot, like in regards to like men whistling at them and saying nasty shit, and you know, just the way they're treated out in the world. But when we become their boyfriend or their husband or fiance or whatever. I think it's our job to not allow another man to disrespect our woman. Like, yeah. you're not you're not gonna come up whistling at my girl with me right there. Like, I will fucking lose it if you think that you could whistle at my girlfriend while I'm out somewhere doing something. I will have to fuck you up because you you not only disrespecting her, you took it upon yourself to disrespect me, and that's where we're gonna have a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be whistling or like, whoo, like that shit is not fucking cool. Yeah. I don't even understand why or how he had the nerve to do that. That sounds crazy. He's stupid. But I don't know, probably because a lot of black dudes don't admit this shit. But uh, the the dude with the girlfriend was a white dude. and He probably figured like, oh, man, he's just some dorky white dude. You know, whatever. Man, that dude would have fucked his ass up. Because <laughs> he had on a sweater, but I could tell the dude was on swole. Like I could tell this guy was jacked. Yeah. And his girlfriend, his girlfriend was had a nice body. Like she like probably was some type of fitness athlete or something. Mm-hmm. And his this dumbass had the nerve to go, whoo. Was the other dude in shape? Both of them was in pretty good shape. Yeah. They was in pretty fairly good shape. But I, the dude that I know would have got his ass whooped straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I could just tell the whole body language. I was like, yo, I'm about to watch an ass whooping in here today. Any nigga in the gym that say, woo, cannot fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you, you're not you're, you're not going to get away with that. And fellas, any of you guys that are married or whatever, 
right? Or you're engaged. You better be re- you better be able to fight. Don't just be some fat, lazy, loafing motherfucker. Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is if you got a big old stomach and you're fat and you think it's cute and everything's all good, somebody's going to disrespect your girlfriend. And you, what are you going to do? Get slapped in the face? Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be able to do shit. Yeah. You get you if you just this weak guy that just eats pizza all the time, you're gonna be get, you gonna get the shit knocked out of you. <laughs> and then the dude gonna grab your girl's ass and then you're gonna be like, God damn it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just terrible, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, you should you should have some form of uh, uh self defense if you got a girl, especially if she got a fat ass. <laughs> you got a girl with a fat ass and you don't know how to fight, then you in a world, you're gonna be in a world because what's gonna happen is you're gonna get beat up and then your girl with the fat ass gonna leave with the dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, babe. He beats you up. <laughs> now I'm gonna let him beat this pussy up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Yeah, that, that's all I had on that, man. It just was something that kind of bothered me at, at, at the time because I'm thinking, like, dude, you had the audacity to whistle and disrespect this man's fiance and then to call her a bitch. He's better than me, cause I probably would have fucked that dude up. Yeah, but I think he handled it good. I think he's seen it. Oh boy, didn't want no problems, and he's like, "Dude, you're just an idiot. Fuck you." Yeah. Oh, that's all I got on that. Uh, switching gears, uh, Keith recently did a short film, and we did it together. I was in the the short film, and. It's kind of bittersweet, just based on the fact that I don't get a lot of acting opportunities. <laughs> and the film ended up getting, getting rejected, which is fucked up. But Keith, can you elaborate on what happened? Yeah. So um, a lot of people seen the film, especially a lot of people on our social media. Right. And the film is called Let Go and Let Pod. And it basically tackles this idea that you should be mindful of what you say, no matter where it is, if it's on a podcast, if it's on your Instagram story. If it's person to person, it's the the idea is just to be mindful about what you say because you don't know who's listening. Right. So we put the movie out. We put it on YouTube. We put it on. Um, we put it also. I put it also on my IG story, and a lot of my followers and friends seen the film and they completely got it. You know, there was right. one person that seen it, and he was like, "Yo, my one of my friends committed suicide." And this really hit home for me because you really have to be careful about, you know, what you're putting out into the world. Right. Another person, you know, a couple other people hit me like, yo, that's really deep, man. I love this concept. And, uh, you know, more and more people like completely understood what we were trying to do. Right. So that's that's the world. And then when it comes to this road reel competition, which is where we submitted the film and which and where we did the actual film for, they initially accepted it and then they ultimately rejected it and they essentially rejected it because they said that showing depictions of suicide is a trigger for people that are battling you know with suicidal thoughts i guess right and um that's one thing so i I was like okay i could excuse me i can maybe see why initially you thought that was the idea of the film so I sent them an email and I basically explained to uh, them what I just told you guys on, on listening to the podcast. I'm like, yo, this is has nothing to do with suicide. Suicide is just the the I guess the muse in which we display the theme. Right. And I was saying like, yo, it just happened to be suicide because that's the most um, 
extreme version of where we could take it. It right. couldn't like I don't know what else it could be. If the if the movie was like me and Eddie talking about someone stealing, like that would just be stupid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or I or stealing or or yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what else. Yeah, we wouldn't have those conversations. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so. that's that's snitching. Yeah, and it's also like snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's also a joke. So right. it's like you know we we wanted to incorporate that edgy comedy in which you know so that's part of the theme too is like um just bringing back that edgy comedy that Andrew Schultz often talks about and kind of like similar to Dave Chappelle's special just you know telling a joke that um is would be like considered offensive right but for me my problem is first i don't think you should censor art in that aspect yeah. I, I do believe you should protect kids like, you know, you yeah. should protect kids from, you know, curse, curse words. You should protect kids from nudity and Michael you know, Jackson. E- yeah. <laughs> Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> you hear about or what R. Kelly did? Nah. R. Kelly started the P2 movement. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> I want to start a movement for everybody to like to pee on people. <laughs> I don't like to be rude. <laughs> Hey, very girl, I want to piss on you. <laughs> you mind me of my toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Remember Dave Chappelle did that skit? Mm-hmm. And he had like a bucket and it said doo-doo butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Yeah, good stuff. But no, um, what I was just saying, I was just saying that. I don't believe that these platforms or these competitions or whatever group or whatever is accepting art should censor art because one thing, like I said before, you should you should definitely protect the kids, you know, keep the kids innocent. Don't show them anything that they're not um, old enough to see yet. Yeah. But outside of that, um, if it's not offensive to anyone, you should let it rock because the the main thing is that you you start to come off as a hypocrite, right? Yeah. So yeah, you can. it's like, what are we going to censor and what aren't we going to censor? So the Road right. Real competition is ran by um, a company that essentially makes audio equipment for independent filmmakers. Yeah. And then they also have judges that are YouTubers and independent filmmakers themselves and one of the guys that is on the the judging panel is a guy named Ryan Conley, I believe. Ryan Conley is a guy that he does tutorials and videos on YouTube on how to basically do a lot of the Hollywood stuff, but on a independent budget. And oftentimes what he does on there is he'll do something some he'll do something like how to do a muzzle a muzzle flash for 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 shooting a gun he'll do how to chop someone's head off he'll do how to do a bullet wound he'll do basically all these things that are current issues that can be just yeah. as yeah. crazy or triggering or whatever you call it to someone watching them watching uh 
watching a film or watching a YouTube video as as, as my film right. would be deemed. So that was that's my biggest gripe. It's like how can a judge be on here? He has all kind of videos of shooting and all these different things, um, cutting people's heads off, all these things on his YouTube channel. But I don't even show anyone getting killed. Right. There's no gore in the film. There's nothing like that. It's done in a tasteful manner. Like, it's just a light flash and then the car drives off. Right. Because it's, it comes down to our selective morality. Yes, exactly. Like, if, if, for example, like, if you use Instagram, for example, like, Andrew Shows is being censored a lot of times for jokes that he puts on there. But it's chicks that literally got their nipples showing on Instagram. I've, yeah. I've said this before. And it's like, like, what's what's bad and what's not? Like, yeah. isn't isn't nudity something that's that has been um like historically censored mm-hmm. like i mean if you're watching porn or something that's different but if it's like something that's supposed to be on a public platform they usually censor it yeah but you got twerking and ass and titties but you can't tell a joke yeah like what's the deal and then it was crazy too is i think it's more for liability purposes in, in regards to what keith is dealing with because if they were sued or anybody seeing anything they would say look we don't have anything to do with that Mm-hmm. That's like, for example, like if uh, I don't know if a, if some dude if it came up that some dude was like sexually harassing somebody at a job or like saying things to women, they wouldn't take a chance on this guy. They probably fire the guy mm-hmm. for liability purposes. They don't want to look like they're being lenient on a person who is uh, having these offenses of sexual uh, harassment. Mm-hmm. So they just get them the fuck out of there. So more times than not, it's for liability purposes. There's something that they don't want to promote. Because they'll get backlash for it. That's the all I could. That's the only only logical reasoning I have for why they uh, push back Keith's fucking uh, his film. That doesn't yeah. even make sense to me. Yeah, I often hear people. Um, I think Andrew Schultz did it once. He was he made um, he he made a statement on his podcast, and I think a girl got offended, and he was like, "I'm not going to apologize for the joke." Or I'm not going to apologize for the statement. I can say sorry that you didn't understand what I was trying to say. Right. But I'm not going to apologize for the joke because then that ruins comedy for everyone. Right. And I feel the same way. It's like, I'm not going to apologize for your interpretation of what I did. Exactly. I'm going to apologize that you just didn't get it. Right. Yeah. And my intentions, I know in my heart when I was actually writing it, I was like, oh, this is a bigger thing than, this is bigger than suicide. This is bigger than you know, two people talking on a podcast. This is like some uh, some high concept ideas yeah. um, that I thought would hit home and I thought would be dope for a film competition. Like I literally made this for the competition and the very competition that I made it for ended up rejecting it. I have yeah. a plan though. I want to do like, um, how you put it? Not like back, uh, I don't know. I want, I'm going to go on a rant. And then I'm going to post it on there and then tag the whole competition. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to just almost like a video essay mm-hmm. and just break, like have like well thought out points. Yeah. Like, yo, this like kind of the stuff that I've been saying, but more yeah. put together. Like, yo, this guy does this, this, this and this. There's mass shootings every day. Are you, you know, triggering mass shootings by showing people in in the independent film world how to do shooting videos right oh fuck so that's heavy yeah so it's it's almost like it's almost like throwing the medicine ball back on them yeah you know what i'm saying fuck 
Yeah, that's heavy, man. It's crazy. Like, you think about it, like, it's weird. Like, they have to always find someone, like, someone to blame. Yeah. When you think about, like, the mass shootings, they blame video games for that shit. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Mm-hmm. It ain't video games. And it's definitely not Keith why the suicides happen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read the actual... If anything, if you've seen the short film, it was more of my fault. Ah, yeah. <laughs> this nigga Eddie got my film rejected. <laughs> they, you know, I wonder if they seen the short film and was like, oh my God, they're black. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have this here. What is, what's it, what is this? Yeah. Here's the, so the, I sent the initial complaint and then this is what they wrote me back afterwards um, the second time. And then the, I didn't even respond after this. They said, unfortunately, your road reel entry has been rejected by our moderators and it will need to be updated and resubmitted. Our moderators found the following issues with your entry. So basically, they told me to re-edit it. And then once I cut out the suicide, then I can show it. But it's like, that's the, the whole movie. It, it's two the minute. I mean, the movie is two minutes, two minutes and 22 seconds. There's no I cut suicide. Out the suicide. It's not even being shown. Yeah. So and then they were like, um. Hi there. Thanks for your entry into the ro- into my road reel. After further consideration due to the sen- sensitive subject matter, we'll have to reject this entry. We have been advised by mental health charities that scenes depicting suicide can act as a trigger for vulnerable individuals, potentially putting them at risk. If you re-edit your film so that the suicide is not actually depicted in the film, it can be resubmitted for my road reel. If you have any further questions, please let us know. Kind regards, Road Team. This this PC shit is so fucking it's annoying. So trash, dude. Like, you mean to tell me that, oh, you might trigger something or this and that, but motherfuckers are really killing themselves on a daily basis. And and it's not like it was, like, th- this in no way, shape, or form was this, um, this is just a higher thought. Yeah. Like, it, the, the, the purpose of the short film was for you to, you know, comprehend the message, not to tear it apart and say it's it's like, oh, this is dangerous. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, there is a there's a study. I think there was a the like a 22 push up challenge and it was for like uh, uh, men and men and women who, you know, served in the military. Mm-hmm. And it's because 22 of them were taking their lives every day. I think it was 21 or 22 push ups. I, mm-hmm. I cannot remember specifically. But this is this is these are these things really happen. Suicide really happens. So it's not like you're making light of it, but you're bringing awareness to a whole nother uh, the, uh, the conversation. The ve- if it it almost feels like the very thing that I was trying to prevent. I don't know how to I don't know how to say it exactly, but the film is basically saying, um, "Be careful of what you say, exactly, so that you don't make anyone do anything crazy, exactly." And then it's like they. They understood the message and was like, "Nah, we don't like we don't like what you're doing." They didn't like the message. Period. Like, I, it's not so much they didn't like the message. I take that it's, back. What I'm trying to say is, I'm agreeing with them, right? Because I don't want people saying crazy stuff so that people can go kill themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's like they seen that and still push back on it. Yeah. And it's just because they wanted to be politically correct. What do they want you to do? Make a movie with this fucking guy like, Billy, please don't kill yourself. There's so much more in this world. Yeah. And then they end by like walking down the street holding hands. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's not how things usually end, man. 
you know, it, it, I was just talking to my friend Joey about it, and I was like, maybe this is the catalyst that can bring our selves into, like sometimes things that get rejected get a little more traction because, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, why did this get rejected? And then I go on a whole rant, I'm like, oh, this is, so, and then people may find it in a way, and they, some people may like it, and more people may, you know, some people might not like it, but it, it's just a discussion, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. That's what, that would be cool. Well, all I know is that a lot of this PC shit that's been going on is people are Some not really. It's, it's people aren't playing with it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So. I, that it makes you want to lean into it more, though, right? Yeah, because it's like what kind of like what Dave Chappelle and Andrew Schultz are doing. Right. You know, it, it feels like oh, in the next film, I might just do something crazier since you guys want to, you know, keep like trying to like stifle the art. Yeah, it's just let us let us rock. It's one thing. It's one thing. Like if you're intentionally trying to offend or rub people the wrong way, then there is a clear indication between that and actually speaking to a higher message. Yeah, like don't don't just group all this shit in together, and and that's how you fuck up art. Is you just lump everything in together and say that's offensive. I don't like it. They're not gonna like it. Blah blah blah. This is dangerous. So this is uh. What's the word that people use? This is problematic. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. They had the same, it's not the same discussion, but a similar discussion when it came down to, is a certain thing porn or is it like art? Right. That, um, I forget what it was, but the guy was like, I know it if I know it when I see it. Yeah. That was a quote. I see a lot of porn on the internet. Like, like not even on like porn sites, like on Facebook and motherfucking instagram that shit is basically porn Mm -hmm. like twerking you see a big old booty twerking that's fucking porn man yeah i don't know what it's meant to be yeah it ain't art no it ain't art it's it's closer to a fart than art ah this little gnat is gonna be the death of me oh yeah i don't know i think i had the door open and got in Mm -hmm. all right man switching gears uh popeye's employee was held at gunpoint over sold out chicken sandwich um like i want to laugh but I heard it, and it was really concerning because, like, the chicken sandwich is sold out fucking, like, globally. Like, there's no more chicken sandwiches. All they got is the regular chicken shit now. And, like, whoever did this, I don't know when they dropped out of school, but they don't know how to read or I don't know what the fuck happened. They have mm-hmm. to be illiterate. Mm-hmm. Like, you go in there with a gun to get a chicken sandwich? Like, you didn't have any money? Like, what the fuck? I mean, um, if you try to steal something that ain't there, I don't know what that says about you. But yeah, you, I don't know, dude. You you got on the boat too late. Yeah, you, you should have went out there while everybody was waiting in that line, and then stuck somebody up when they came out with a chicken sandwich. You'd be like, "Look, give me that whole bag of them chicken sandwiches." Yeah, and then they would have gave them to you, and they would have been hot. You know? Yeah. yeah. But then you come to Popeyes, and there's virtually no line, and you you stick up the place for a fucking chicken sandwich that's not there. That's and man, this this I don't know what's came of this world, but um, this is incredibly concerning. Um, yeah. It's like motherfucker, what? That's the type of person that should really kill themselves. Man, <laughs> save Eddie's tax dollars. Yeah, man, <laughs> I don't think anybody didn't hear to see this movie. Didn't, ain't gonna get that. <laughs> but no, nah, man, if you like, you already kind of you trying to you basically committing suicide because eating that chicken sandwich, you ain't gonna be around long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I I I even seen a person waiting in line 
for the Popeye's chicken sandwich and they had an oxygen tank. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing waiting in the line? Yeah. Like, isn't the, uh, isn't the like objective like to breathe when you have an oxygen tank? Mm-hmm. But you are waiting in line for something that's taking breath from you? Like, what the fuck are you doing? That chicken sandwich is going to take all the rest of your breath away. <laughs> you can be like, this shit is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breathing all hard and shit. I feel hard. like people do eat themselves to death. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. You eating the, these, these Popeye's chicken sandwiches is out, of, this is out of this world. I ain't never seen no shit like this, man. I'm still in disbelief. This is the third week in a row we talked about these fucking sandwiches. <laughs> it's the third week we don't ever talk about something that much <laughs> but it's like it keeps resurfacing because the first week we was like you hear about the sandwiches then the next week man they still eat these sandwiches then the third week somebody got a gun like what yeah. the fuck yeah they must be putting a little sprinkling a little bit of cocaine on this chicken <laughs> i told you what i said before i said people gonna start sucking dick from these chicken sandwiches <laughs> And hey, you holding somebody up at gunpoint? It's pretty. I'm pretty sure you suck a dick for a chicken sandwich. <laughs> you gonna kill somebody over a chicken sandwich? Yeah, man. You got to be the dumbest nigga I know. If you come across this podcast, whoever you are that did the, this, that pulled the gun out, go back to school, man. Just go back to school. Go back to Everest College, man. Remember that commercial with Everest College? Come on, man. You ain't doing nothing with your life, man. Put your life together, man. It's easy. Call the number. Call 1-800-EVERS, man. Get back in school. Do something with yourself, man. You ain't doing nothing. You sitting on the couch. It's easy. I don't think he need regular school. Maybe he dropped out of high school and he just need the free lunch. So if you go back to high school, <laughs> go back to high school, it'd be cool. Yeah, go to high school and get those dried up fucking chicken sandwiches. <laughs> the cafeteria lady with the fucking hairnet. The, the, yeah. the hair still got in the food anyways and shit. She got that mole with the hair growing out of yeah, it. Yeah, she get that big old fucking, uh, that big old scoop and put potato salad. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy on that <laughs> pant on a fucking thing and just slop it on that cup. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, um, it wasn't. It's not much to say about this. Um, it, in regards to the guy holding up Popeyes, it, but goddamn, like you, you really took time out of your day. Like I don't know what he was, what drug he was on, or if he was just like, I'm about to stick them up for every chicken sandwich. Maybe it was like a he had an objective at hand. Like he was going to uh, take all the Popeyes chicken sandwiches and sell them on the street. Nah, he ain't that smart. <laughs> That's not a way. I mean, if you ha- you need a certain, like, your IQ has to be extremely small if you're stealing something that's not there. Right. And that everyone in the world knows it's not there. He didn't get the memo, man. Yeah. This motherfucker. They had to tell him, though, when he was pointing a gun at her, she was probably like, yo, we don't have any more chicken sandwiches. And he was like... Nigga, I know y'all got some chicken sandwiches in the back. If y'all give me those chicken sandwiches right now, I'm going to shoot Bitch, you better go back there and make me a chicken sandwich right now. <laughs> we don't have any more, sir. I ain't playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can you imagine this? You go in there with a the gun. Oh, my God, sir. Get back there and make me a chicken sandwich. Sir, we don't have any more. Bitch, get naked. Take all your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, anyway switching gears um uh, recently a wedding venue in mississippi uh refused service to biracial couples and gay people um and she said it was based on her christian belief um this is what i have to say about this um stop using religion to push your agenda 
and stop using religion to mask your bias. Like, um, people tend to interpret things like wildly and they, they comprehend the Bible. Uh, I don't know how they do it like this, but supposedly she said she does not. It's, it's against her Christian belief to serve people who were in biracial relationships and gay people. She's like, and she said, I don't have a problem with a black couple. We, we can have black couples, but I don't want to see a black man with a white woman. And I'm thinking like, is this a deeper, is there a deeper purpose behind this shit? Mm-hmm. Did like some black guy fuck you back in the day and never called you back? Like what the fuck happened? Mate, I there's um <laughs> there's a lot of people that have that like there I know I've heard of Mexican girls. It took me a while to get this thought out because I want to <laughs> make sure I'm saying it right. There's <laughs> there's a Mexican girl that I once talked to, and she was talking about how she doesn't like black guys anymore because of whatever reason. It right. could have been like someone stole from her grandma it could have been whatever. a black guy cheated on her or whatever yeah and now she's carrying this idea on i've seen this yeah it's, so yeah that's a, uh, it's stupid some people become a victims they, they become victims of their own reality uh, and the unfortunate thing is is i've had bad interactions with every cultural background i've had mexican people who ain't been shit black people who ain't been shit <laughs> white people who ain't been shit but i ain't never said like I'm not ever talking to Mexican girls because that's that that doesn't happen. Then I never said I ain't talking to white girls. I ain't talking to black people. Like I've yeah. never done that. I think that this woman is is putting it on her Christian belief, but it ain't nowhere in the Bible that it says thy shall not talk to Tyrone. It doesn't fucking say that. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. Or thy shall thy shall not serve uh Becky and Tyrone a cake. Yeah. Like that shit is so as is weird. But yeah, she's where does o- I say that in she's older, but this is what I two things could be true. So this is what I believe. I think that even though she's fucked up and she's look- probably Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King fucked her back in the day. Yeah. He was like, This pussy is mine. Yeah. Oh. And then he got up, pulled his pants up, and then walked to- <laughs> and walked and went straight home to Coretta Scott. Yeah, yeah. He, he pulled his pants up and did the and did the uh the was it the march, the uh <laughs> <laughs> The one in Alabama, yeah, Selma. Yeah, he did that Selma march right <laughs> after that. He's like, I done got this white pussy. Now it's time for me to do my job. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, uh, but it's, it's it's stupid, dude. It's it's dumb, and people become a victim of their own experiences to the point to where they will chastise everyone that like kind of reminds them of that mm. you know or she just could come from a racist background who knows but two things could be true so this is what i will say i will say that she has the right to not serve people that is her right she does not have to give you a cake if she doesn't want to give you a cake and you can simply just go to another fucking place because if you told me that yeah we don't serve biracial couples and i'm in there and let's say i'm dating a white woman and we about to get married, and she tell us she don't want to make us a cake. I'll be like, okay, thanks for telling me, because I sure wouldn't want you to make me a cake, and you spit all in it or some shit. Or you, I don't want any racist bastard taking my money. I work right. hard for this, right? Yeah, right. Unless you give me the cake for free, <laughs> let me get that free cake. <laughs> they say racist cake tastes the best. Ah. 
<laughs> a little bit of rice cake. <laughs> Let me get one of those nigger pies over there. <laughs> Can I get some of that nigger that nigger mug cake? <laughs> oh man. Let me get one of them segregation. <laughs> segregation cheesecake. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh man. <laughs> Let me get a Jim Crow root beer float. <laughs> oh uh, heck no. Yeah. Well, uh, it is what it is, man. If, if if she's I think she's a moron for even though she's older, she looks like a fucking stunt double for Golden Girls. Ah. But if <laughs> Betty White. She's a fucking stunt double for Sophia. <laughs> Even though, but that could be her reality. You know, I said this before. We all live in different realities. So I'm not I'm not here to judge someone for what they believe. If you don't like me because I'm black, that's your right. You don't have to serve me either. And I will gladly go to a different place that will take my money. And you know what I want to do, low key? I want to go to that. I want to go to that establishment. I want to find the, the the thickest white girl with the biggest booty and just start hitting her from the back. Oh my her. god! <laughs> First, you gotta before the the establishment probably open at like eight a.m. Yep. So you gotta pick the lock, break in, and at like seven fifty five, you gotta start going in. Just yep. So and by then, the time eight o'clock come, you be mid stroke, and she just walk in like, oh my god. <laughs> That's a lot of dick. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be hilarious. Oh, dang. That's crazy. Yeah. Dang, man. I could imagine she'd be like, I remember back in my day, I I dated a black man named Tyrone, and he reminds me of you. Can you uh, pull your pants pants down? Yeah. Anyways, switching gears. Mm-hmm. Um, Pornhub uh, has a video they shot in the dirtiest ocean in the world to bring awareness to pollution. Yeah. Um, not I, I. I didn't really. I didn't come across this. Uh, Keith came across it, but he has shot me the idea. Like, well, not the idea, but the article. Mm-hmm. And m- my question is: If you shot a video at the dirtiest ocean in the world, were they fucking in the ocean? No, like, they were just okay. on the beach. Okay, good. Yeah. That'd be nasty. It was actually a really like the concept was like I was like in awe of the concept because mm-hmm. the way they shot it. If you if you if you ever come across it, mm-hmm. it's um, so there's this girl. Her name is like Leu or something, uh-huh. but she's a porn star. But she doesn't really reveal her face. What? Yeah, like a lot of her videos, she shoots. She basically cuts off her face, or she'll. Um, they just shoot it in a way to where you can't actually see her her face. She got it made, dude. <clears throat> yeah, so she could be she could still be a regular person. That's but dope. you could probably find out who she is just based off of like process of elimination. Because I, f- I, f- I think she's Hawaiian. It's probably Hawaiian. Sa- it's probably Sarah Palin. Nah, Sarah no, that- Palin don't look that good. <laughs> nah, heck no. Sarah Palin looked like she used to be a freak, dude. Yeah, nah, that ain't Sarah Palin. But, it's uh, probably Tommy Lauren. <laughs> you'd be hitting, you'd be getting smashed like these liberals. <laughs> oh, That's funny. All right, go ahead, man. Sorry, but yeah. So the the, the uh, it's a it's a well uh, done video. Um, the concept is cool because they have people picking up trash like all around them while they're 
you know, filming the video. Right. It's uh, it's just really, really interesting. And then I be- I guess what happened is for every person that watched the video, they would donate a certain amount of money to uh, help certain resources that help keep oceans and beaches clean. Right. So it was pretty cool. And by the time I had seen it, it was around 7 million views or something. I found it on wow. Twitter initially. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. And you know what's crazy is, is is porn can bring more awareness to almost anything. And the reason why is because there is a – it's like porn is almost like a subculture within itself. Yeah. It is the most hidden thing ever. Because I, gu- I guarantee you that the average man and woman watches porn, even if it's not regular, yeah. they still watch it. So they're going to be able to grasp, like, you see that new thing on Pornhub? Like, everybody knows what Pornhub is. Yeah. Even the popular rapper YG brought up Pornhub on one of his lyrics. You know what I'm saying? So everybody knows what the fuck it is. Like, if somebody ran a presidential campaign and they used Pornhub, they would bring more awareness to their campaign than running a traditional race, in my opinion. Because it'd be like, vote for, you know, whoever it is. Let's say uh, uh, Kamala Harris was did a fucking campaign through Pornhub and somebody would just be sucking somebody off. Like, vote for Kamala Harris. Dang. You know that? That's dark. <laughs> yeah, that's dark. But, <laughs> and I'm telling you, she'd be, she be ahead of Trump, man. I'm telling you. I think the only way you beat, the only way you beat 45 is if you are bold like him. And if you run your campaign through fucking Pornhub... Then you will beat him. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, they'll be like, she is so down to earth. I seen her on Pornhub, man. That's where I'm. That's where I seen her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy. Yeah, but yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, if you Google the dirtiest, uh, I don't know what did I say, dirtiest the, porn. The, no, not dirtiest porn. It's the dirtiest beach, the dirtiest ocean in the world. Yeah, and then put porn at the end, and then you'll find it. Wow, man, that's ugh. but I think that that I think that that only works for certain people. I think a lot of people will tune out. They will watch it, but they will just be. They like, don't have to watch it for the, yeah. just them watching it. Um, yeah, they get the the money. Oh wow! Yeah, they, you don't have to do nothing but watch the video. That'd be crazy if they role playing. I'm so dirty. <laughs> this beach is so nasty. <laughs> All this trash and plastic everywhere. Slap me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That'd be> crazy. <laughs> oh man, that'd be nuts. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Switching gears. Um, when should you give? Well, when should you give up on motivating someone? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have friends or family or whoever. And they are, um, I don't know, they're, they're not really self-motivated. So let's say, for example, you're going to the gym um, and they go to the gym with you two times out the week. And then the, the, the third day, they make an excuse. And the next day, they make an excuse. And you have to keep finding yourself lighting a fire under, light, like fucking lighting a fire under them to do something. And in my opinion, I think you should, st- you should give up on motivating people when they're not self-motivated. The whole yeah. the the whole reason behind motivating someone is so they could take over. Yeah. Like you you give basically you give them an unlit torch and they gotta light it. Yeah. That's the only way this shit's gonna work. And there's nobody telling me and Keith, hey man, you guys need to do a podcast. Hey man, you gotta do a podcast. We literally are self-motivated. We've done 76 now, 76 fucking episodes straight. Like Every week we've done a podcast. Mm-hmm. Every single week for over a year and like now five months, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like for a year and five months we've done podcasts, 
And we're not getting paid for this shit. Yeah. Not yet. But we do this shit because we're self-motivated. There's there's nobody there's nobody using a whip for us to fucking do anything. Dang. They got podcast labor. Yeah. Get on their podcast nigga. <laughs> Get, keep a podcast nigga. <laughs> that was comedy. Tell Get, those jokes, you podcast nigga. <laughs> You get your black ass in there and you get on that microphone. You understand me? <laughs> how much how much you gonna pay me, sir? Take this goddamn Popeye's chicken sandwich and shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's funny. What if uh what if the slave master is whipping us? And I don't know what our slave podcast name would be, but every time he whip us, he'd be like, see say the slave podcast name, and we'd be like, no. A trucker's mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'd be like, Kyle! <laughs> My name is Umbaku. <laughs> Kyle! Umbaku. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. <clears throat> Kunta Kinte. What's a popular African guy's name? Uh, I don't know. Wow, that's hard. That's a hard one to... I don't. I mean, I'm not from Africa, so I wouldn't really know. And then it's like Africa is so huge; it's not really a popular. African. No, no. Here's one. Here's one. Kyle, Akon. Ah. <laughs> oh man. He'd be like Seal, Akon. <laughs> Akon got like a like a high pitched voice, so he'd be like, "Why you hitting me? Why you wanna hit me?" <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Akon was on a Breakfast Club the other day. It's yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool interview. Pretty good. Yeah, check it out. Yep. Uh, go ahead, Keith. Uh, what were you talking? The about? topic was about when should you stop motivating people? Oh yeah, to me, I stopped um, altogether because I felt like. Um, I came to that realization that, you yeah. know, most people aren't really going to listen to what you have to say. No. Um, and, and it, it was almost frustrating. Right. So I could be like, Hey man, you need to, you know, you need to like get in a studio more. You need to start writing music every day. And then, you know, they weren't doing it or, Hey man, you need to save your money. And then they weren't doing it or like, you know, so, and these are people that I'm related to people that, you know, that are my friends, people in the same field as me, whatever. Um, I just don't do it. If you ask me for advice, I'll give you advice, but I'm not going to give you no rah-rah speech. I'm not Eric Thomas. I'm not Gary Vee. Um, if you need some sort of motivation, you can go find them, or they have YouTube videos that you know help, you, help motivate people. Um, but if you're not motivated, if you're not intrinsically motivated, then I'm not going to do anything for you. And sometimes people... Um, Because I was just having this discussion with my uncle. And a lot of times people will tell me, they'll be like, hey, are you, you know, um, are you giving people like game? Are you like uh, motivating your siblings? Are you motivating your your brother or your sister or whomever? Are you talking to the family members or whatever? And I'm like, I just tell him like, I talk to them, but I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore right. because it doesn't work. If yeah. you 
if I say like, hey, you should do your homework or you should get good grades and then um, you don't do it, it's like I'm just wasting my breath. Right. You know what I mean? So from now, like I only made this realization only recently. Um, yeah. And there are people that have it in their souls to want to help people in that aspect. Right. But I just can't do it anymore because I just don't care enough. Because there's people that, you know, I have a full-blown conversation with someone and they'll be like, hey, I, I kind of want to give such and such this idea on what he should do. And then I'll tell him, I'll be like, yo, honestly, that sounds good, but we all know, we both know that they're not going to do it. And then they tell him this and then they don't do it. So I'm like, you know, this is, I already knew this was going to happen, um, but yeah. this is kind of what we expect. Yeah, because it becomes a chore for you. Exactly. You know, it becomes a chore for you to tell a motherfucker to stay on task. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh, I don't I don't have anything to gain yeah. because I'm doing what it takes to keep myself on the ball and I have to keep watching after you. We're all grownups. So yeah. that shit's not going to fly. Mm-hmm. Another thing, too, those Instagram videos don't fucking work. All those motivational Gary V videos and Eric Thomas and, you know, Les Brown, they all sound great. Right. They all sound great. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I guarantee you there's a, a culture of people that loves motivational videos and they will sit right on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> I think that a lot of people are a lot of people, they they watch motivational videos because they're entertaining yeah. more than they're effective. Yeah. Eric Thomas is a good speaker. Yeah, He's a very good speaker. Yeah. So he's very entertaining. Like you, you, you watch, you're entertained by him motivating other people, but it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. It takes you, man. If if somebody's overweight and you're like, hey, you really need to get on the in the gym. It's, it's unhealthy for you to be 400 pounds. They'll be like, I know, man, I'm on it. I'm on it. They go to the gym one day and they're like, I did it. I did great. And then all of a sudden they start uh, after going to the gym for a day, they start feeling good about themselves. But then they eat a, a whole pizza and they'd be like, oh, it's good, man. I'm going to the gym now. I deserve it. And then you're treating yourself. And at the end of the day, now you back and you 415 pounds. Because you ain't did shit. Yeah, a lot. Most people that aren't motivated, they tend to, um, they tend to reward themselves more than a person who is actually doing the work. Yes. So it's like, motherfucker, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) you mean to tell me? For example, there's some dudes like athletes, like Kobe or whatever, that will probably hardly ever eat cheat meals just because it doesn't do anything for them. They like they eat a strict diet, whatever the case. And they hardly ever eat like that. But a person go to the gym two times a week and they eating four pizzas, a whole large pizza. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You don't deserve that shit. You ain't worked for it. Yeah. For me, I always felt like um, I just want to exhaust all of my abilities. Right. Whether it's the ability to write a script or the ability to talk on a podcast, the ability to do a stand up, the ability to act, whatever. I just want to do it to its fullest extent and then let the chips fall where they may. So I don't want to be that person that's like that needs coaching. I don't want to for Eddie to have to call me in the middle of the week like, hey, man, you're not really, you know, you're not really doing your research. You're not really coming up with our topics. You're not really involved with the podcast as much as you should be because that's that just gets old and and i have to lie i have to lie and act like i am really in it when in reality when it when the time comes to actually do the work you know you're not really in it 
Right. You're just going along for the ride at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, that's that's not a, that shouldn't be a good feeling. I think anyone who is self motivated is not going to keep relying on others to you know get the shit churning. Yeah. Because when I come to the table, regardless of what it is. I want to be the guy that's got the ideas. I want to be the guy that's contributing. I want to be the guy that's bouncing off, you know, uh, someone else's ideas and be in the loop. I don't want to be the guy that's being carried by someone because they don't take that guy seriously. Yeah. You know, when I come in the room, I want motherfuckers to know what's up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Eddie's, yeah, Eddie's really, you know, Eddie has no idea what he's doing in regards to acting, but he's really giving effort. Yeah. You know, like my thing is if I don't know something, I still want to give an A for effort. Yeah. So when when even when we did the short little short film, I didn't know shit. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. But I just kept my mouth shut and I listened because mm-hmm. that's what it takes. Yeah. And even if you don't know shit, you can still be motivated to do things the right way. Yeah. Because motiv- motivation kind of it kind of bleeds into everything you do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, earlier today, I tried to talk myself out of going to the gym. Right. I, I got to the gym. I said, you know what? It's NFL Sunday. Um, I know I didn't go to the gym yesterday, but I could just go later. And I told myself, wait a minute, if I say I'm gonna go later, then I'm I'm putting it off because it may not happen. And I'm at the age where I can't play myself, so let me go to the gym. Yeah. I went to the gym specifically because I did not want to go. Yeah. So I went against the very I went against myself and I was still motivated enough to uh to put myself in a better place. Yeah. So Folks, you got to cut the shit, man. Yeah. You realize, though, that a part of that motivation is your the way you were brought up and the way you've like, yeah. experienced life. Yeah. So there's some people that um, that it's hard to motivate them to accomplish certain things because they've always been handed. Yeah. Know, they've been handed a lot of things in their life. Um, there's people that i know that it's hard for them to keep a job it's hard for them to keep a uh a, a roof over their head because they they know that they can always fall back on something else yeah, yeah. Uh, with me i think it's a little different i think with me i grew up seeing what doesn't work i was around some people that were not the greatest examples at times and i was like you know i, I was i've always been pretty good on learning from example seeing what doesn't work for someone and being like yo I ain't never doing that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't do that. But I just think it was something inside like, yo, I ain't never doing drugs. Look at that person over there. Look at how yeah. they act. Look at how strung out they are on drugs. Yeah. Or I see, you know, whomever else, you know, they were selling drugs or whatever. Like, I'm never fucking with no drugs because I yeah. see what it does to people. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a certain amount of discipline that comes with motivation also. Yeah. It's that uh, the, the most the majority of people aren't disciplined enough to be successful. And right. That's just like, that's just cut and dry. Like, yeah. if if you're not willing to do something 76, probably, what, 74 weeks in a row, 76 episodes, right. then you probably won't be successful. You probably won't. And and that's not, that's not to condemn anyone. That's not to, you know, to, you know, put anyone in a certain place. But it is to say this. You don't deserve any breaks. If you haven't made it, if you haven't made it to where you want to be, you should have minimal breaks on the way there. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to get to anywhere, uh, let's say, let's say, for example, you're trying to get to Los Angeles, which ain't too far from here, and you got to make it to an important business meeting. 
why would you stop 17 times? Why would you stop at Arby's and then you go stop at a rest area yeah. and then you go stop to stretch? Like you're going to go straight to that fucking place because you know how important it is to be there. Yeah. You're going to get in a straight line and go straight there. You don't yeah. deserve breaks. Anyone. Like you don't deserve any breaks if you're not putting in the work. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Even like for me, when I would think about, I rarely missed, um, at least when I was in New Mexico, I missed school a couple of times. But, yeah, right. Um, it wasn't really like, yo, I just don't feel like going to school today. Yeah. It would be like, yo, maybe the night before I was up all night and I was like, ah, I could probably afford to miss this class. Right. But very rarely did I ever miss class. And a lot of it was, I would think like, yo, my mom don't ever really miss work. Right. So it's like, for me to not want to get up and go to work, that's blasphemy. Right. She's been going to work for however many years consistently. She probably called off a handful of times. Bro, work is work. I don't miss work. Yeah. I don't miss work at all. Like, I'm always at work. If I ever miss, ever, 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 ever miss, which is very, very rare, Mm -hmm. something's wrong. Like, you know, either, you know, I'm super sick or I got the shits Mm -hmm. or fucking something happened in the family. Who Mm -hmm. knows? But- I don't miss work. Not to just be chilling. Just not to, not to just be like, mm, I'm going to sit back. Mm, yeah. I'm going to see what this new movie is on Netflix. Yeah. I know grown men with families that don't work harder than me. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to be a bragger, but I don't miss work. But at my old job, I used to work with a bunch of dudes that would always be calling the manager like, oh, yeah, I can't make it, man. And this was like a fucking weekly thing. Yeah. Like, you a grown man with a family. Like, I would be too afraid. First of all, if I got a family and kids, I know that I'm a living example of what my kids are going to see. And I know that I don't want my wife or fiance or whoever to see me taking time off to sit on the fucking couch. She needs to know, and my my kids and my wife need to know that they can rely on me. And how can they know they can rely on me if I'm always making up excuses not to do something? And then how are you going to actually work towards... What you really want to do in life, right. which is all of it, like none of us, pro- most probably most listeners now aren't right. in the position that they want to be in life, exactly. right? Yeah. So how are you going to work towards being in that space, whether you want to do art, whether yeah. you want to own a business, whatever, right. if you can't even consistently yeah. be at your, your regular day job? Right. Because I've said this an uncountable amount of times, but the things you do bleed into everything else. They say how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah, and Caesar says something that stuck with me from that episode. He said, if you do one thing sloppy, you'll do everything sloppy. Yeah. And it's the fucking truth. Yeah. I be catching myself. I be like, oh, there it is again. Because you got to realize also we're, we're creatures of habit. Yeah. So, you know, you know, habitually we'll do things over and over and over and over. You see, yeah. You see, I'm sure you can see it like. There may be a guy that, you know, works at the same company as you do. Mm-hmm. He may come in sloppy. He got one one side of his shirt tucked in, the right. other side out. He probably got his jaw sticking out, his crack showing. Uh-huh. And he's the same guy that be missing certain little things on the truck or not really paying attention. He might he might got a light out on a truck. He might Who knows? Yeah, yeah, he might be speeding or you know, whatever. But like like that 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 same concept, like people that I right. see that kind of dress sloppy or right they're not really mindful of certain things they that carries on even you know in the film world like you yeah. can look at someone and be like oh, okay 
I can tell he does. He has a lack of attention to detail. Like, mm. You know what I mean? His framing might be off, or you know, he may be shooting at the wrong frame rate, or whatever technical right. term um, that you need to actually be paying attention to to right. be a good filmmaker. He's like missing it because he's not paying attention. Yeah, I think that I think that when you are a certain persons, the stars will align. Like you. Mm-hmm. You'll you're not gonna be a guy with his shirt all sloppy and untucked, and you know looking all not to be fucked up, but just looking sloppy. Yeah, and you're gonna be the hardest worker there. Like I never, I don't really see that. I think there's a there's usually a correlation between the way you carry yourself and the work you do. Those two mm-hmm. things oftentimes match up. Yeah. So when I'm, I realize that when I'm, whenever I'm out somewhere, I tend to. I'm not saying I just look so good when I'm at work, but when I'm at work. I make sure simple things like my shirt's clean. I might spray a tiny bit of cologne on, even at work, because I never know who I'm going to meet. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be somewhere and I might meet a young lady that's attractive. And yeah. she's like, oh, hey, you know, who knows? Or I could be somewhere and I could have a business opportunity, but I'm actually, you know, well-groomed. I smell good. Like, I look the part. Like, all this shit matters. And this is what this is what you tend to think of when you're a person who really cares about it. And when you're motivated enough to uh, do the things that get you in a better place. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine you just say, look, I'm going to go out, I'm going to wear some gray sweats with no underwear and I'm going to wear a wife beater and I'm just going to drive to LA and go to this business meeting. Yeah. Can you imagine how embarrassing that looks? Mm-hmm. You got your dick all flopped out. Ah. You got your shirt, his shirt no shirt, mm-hmm. looking all unprofessional and you think that that's how the world works? Mm-hmm. I don't I won't want I don't want to take it there because there are examples of not necessarily that but there are examples of guys like Steve Jobs that kind of show up in flip-flops and stuff like that. But he's the fucking man. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I guess when you are the man you could kind of do what you want to. He is but I'm man. just saying that like my my point is only about like how what our uh, Caesar's point about right. how like you know your your presentation correlates into how you're how you actually do your work. Yes, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. You can tell when somebody hungry too. People notice that. Mm-hmm. They know when you're hungry, man. Mm-hmm. Like it, you just stand out. Like I don't like my thing is this. I'm not trying to convince anyone that listens to this podcast every week. I'm not trying to convince you that I'm hungry because you already know it. Mm-hmm. Like you, you listened to one podcast and then you went back and said, "Oh, that one's pretty good too. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was great. Oh, that was good." And then you started binge listening. You started going back, listening to other ones over and over and over. And you didn't listen because you know, like, oh, you know, it's okay, I guess. You listen because it's good content, and that's because me and Keith take time to do that. We're cognizant of what we put out into the world on here. You know, we we try to show up on time to do this shit. Today was a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. regardless of when we start, we know we're going to finish. We're not going to give you a fucking 20 minute podcast. Yeah. You know, we know people, people probably listen while they're in their cubicles at work. So we want to give you something to stimulate your brain on Monday morning or whenever you start your day. Like we take all this shit seriously. Someone told (laughs) someone told me they listened to the podcast before they got before they were about to have sex. I don't know what they got out of that. <laughs> do not listen to my voice before you're about to have sex. Yeah, like yeah. ladies, do not listen to my voice while you before you have sex, unless you're having sex with me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's some. I've seen some of our uh, some of our listeners. I'm not going to say any names, but some. Of, I've seen some of you guys. 
Some of you ladies look pretty attractive. I won't, <laughs> I won't say any names, but I seen some of you guys, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Imagine when we make it. Jeez. We're going to be at this... We're going to be at the show like, oh, my God, I love your podcast. You guys are so cool. I've been listening to you guys since 2019. <laughs> it's going to be like 2028. 20, <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, can you step into this room? Can you, can you sign this NDA? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. man. Yeah. I, I just think that, uh, like we had mentioned before, man, um, once you see someone is not self-motivated, just let them go, man. Yeah. At that point, Don't focus your on yourself. Focus on yourself. There's somebody else out there that, that you know, if you plant that seed in them, they're going to fucking let that seed grow. They're going to work. They're going to do their thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure somebody didn't have to keep uh, pumping up uh, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Kevin Hart is a fucking machine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, man. And I even know... Um, my friend uh, Tim, he's he, he trains basketball players, uh-huh. and he deals with that a lot with the kids, with the pros, with everybody. I bet. Just trying to, like you know, instill work ethic in them, instill this, um, like, and let them know that they're not entitled to anything. And um, you know, he just he has battles with that too. So it's a it's across the board, man. You would think that, you know, people in certain positions they would you know, not have to deal with that, but you know, it happens a lot everywhere. I think that a lot of times it's just in you. Yeah. I think it's just in you. I don't always think that I think that it's in you and I think that someone kind of gives you a little nudge. Mm-hmm. It's and that nudge is a, a nudge of confidence. So what happens is it's already in you, you get that nudge of confidence and now um you take off. Yeah, there's some kid that's probably really uncoordinated that could barely dribble a basketball, and he's probably sorry. Probably can't even make a layup. But his coach see him sees him show up every day. His coach sees him giving it 100 percent every practice, mm-hmm. and he probably has a guy that's probably the most skilled kid on the team. But that kid is just like the kid don't have the same spark or drive as the other kid that's sorry. So as a coach, there's some people that will take more time with the kid that's uncoordinated that can't dribble. And cause, because he has heart and yeah. that kid can develop to be something special. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things, man. Uh, switching gears. Talking behind a person's back, mm-hmm. right? I think we live in a culture of talking behind people's back. And I think we've all done it and we all still do it. A lot of times we do it and it's it's unconsciously like we we unconsciously do it. Um, and it's a lot of times it's not in, intentional. But there are some people that intentionally talk behind everyone's back. Mm-hmm. Like they've created a, um, a like they've created a regular habit of doing it. Yeah, I think that everyone talks behind someone's back, but I think when you catch yourself doing, if you're a person that doesn't hardly ever do it, when you do it, you're like, I need to stop. Yeah, you're like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. This is not who I am. You know, I don't want to. I don't want that person thinking I'm talking about them. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever want to get comfortable talking about somebody behind their back. I want to make sure if I, I can't do it more than once or twice before I'm like, I got to approach this person and talk to them to their face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck how real you say you are. Everyone has talked about someone. You know, like you could be cool with somebody and they walk off. you be like, oh, look at that goofy motherfucker over there. He was doing this and that. That's talking behind someone's back. Yeah. 
Like you could have said it to their face, but you chose not to do it mm-hmm. because you didn't want to deal with the uh, not so much the backlash, but you didn't want to just, you know, I guess be mean. But I think it's more mean to talk about somebody when they can't defend themselves. Yeah. That's not cool, man. Yeah. I think there's um, like two forms of this talking behind someone's back. There's a malicious version and then there's just a storytelling version. Right. right? So, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you catch yourself telling a story about a certain person and it's not necessarily malicious. It's not necessarily something you wouldn't tell them to their face. It's just uh, something that happened to them. Right. And, you know, then there is that that other form where it's like a person walks away. You're like, yeah, that nigga dirty. That nigga got, you know. 10 baby mamas and he's still out here at the club and you yeah. know whatever negative story you want to come up with that's the kind that i just don't really partake in no nah. i don't even think anyone is worth that conversation no nah, that's too much yeah yeah because i i don't care that's more like that's more gossip oh uh, yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah that's just like that's you can save that for the people at work that don't got nothing better to do yeah yeah i don't really want to hear that there's a there's people i know people personally it, you see um, that that's usually a problem with, they usually have a problem with themselves. Right. Whether it's some form of insecurity or whatever. Because um, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is something negative. You could say, you know, oh, I'm just chilling with my homie. And then, uh, but you, you may be on the phone or you may, you may be like, oh, I'm going to such and such's house. And I'm like, oh, you going to his house? You know what I mean? And that just yeah. that negative tone, you'd be like, what does that mean? Like, does that that's mean? my boy or, you know what I mean? So it's a, And then they they lean over and be like, man, that nigga got roaches, bro. They'll <laughs> <laughs> go over his house, man. He got roaches, man. They're everywhere, man. And then you whisper back like, man, thanks for telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, I just think that uh, another thing, too, is I don't like I, I, it makes me feel awkward when people get too comfortable, like talking about somebody to me, because mm-hmm. then it's like, motherfucker, you've talked about this person to me about 10 times. And all I've told you was like, dang, that's crazy. Dang, yeah, and that's crazy. Dang, yeah. that's crazy. Because I don't even want to chime in. And if I chime in on it, I feel bad because that's like now we talking about this motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, man. And then. If you're telling me and you always got a new story about somebody else, then you're telling me you talk about everyone. That includes me. Yeah. Like, you know what, what I'm saying? What are you saying when I'm walking? What are you I saying when around? I'm not around, motherfucker? Yeah, I know. That, yeah. That's, people, I've literally seen an instance where it would be like somebody could walk in. They have a great conversation, smile, laugh at each other. As soon as he walk out the room, yeah. they're like, oh, this guy's terrible. I don't even know what he's doing. He yeah. doesn't even know what he's doing. He's a terrible businessman, or he's a terrible at such and such, or he's not funny, or whatever it is, and you yeah. just be like, "Bruh, that's yeah, that that's that speaks more to your character, yeah, because you're 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 gonna find a you're gonna find something to say about me. Yeah. I don't know what, it, but the problem with it is this: if all of these things you're talking about, if you're not finding a, a way to contribute to the person you're talking about, then you're really a piece of shit too. Yeah, like if you're saying he's a terrible businessman, he doesn't do this and that. So if you're a good businessman, have you ever tried to put your arms around him and say, hey, man, I see what you're doing here. Let me help you. If you've never done that, then you're just being a piece of shit. Yeah. I think um, I, I try to be um, 
look at everything from every angle, right? So if you see someone talking negatively about whatever person, I may be like, well, I'm doing a little bit of research, right? So this is a, a real thing that happened, and I won't say any names, but there's, um, there's, so there's person A and person B. Person person B and person A do some sort of business together, mm-hmm. uh, and I won't say specifically because you could probably, by process of elimination, figure out who these people are. But they're doing business together, and. If you were only to listen to person A, you would be like, dang, person B is terrible at business. He's in over his head. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's incompetent. Um, Like, how is he even moderately successful? Um, So I was like, oh, dang, that's crazy. And you you start to, those ideas start to wear on me. Like, man, this nigga sorry at business. Like, I'm I'm agreeing with you. And then I'm like, hold on. But let me actually... Talk to people that are also dealing with person B. Right. So I, I contact this one person I know. I'm like, yo, like, what's up with person B? Is 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 it is it really as bad as people say? And they're like, nah. Like, this person actually did 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 me really like did good things for me. He's the first person to, you know, ever uh, provide me for my service. He's the first person that you know took care of me. Um, Whenever I came to Bakersfield or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, well, everyone actually likes person B on a personal level. So why does person A, the only person that's saying negative things about him? Yeah. I mean, because the person that's person A that's talking bad about person B has not once tried to help person B. Yeah. Because that's not who they are. It's not in their DNA. Yeah. The only thing they offer is criticism, criticism and no help. Yeah. So all the people that actually enjoy or like, see, that's what I, what, why I don't really give a fuck up when people say something about me if I find out, because at the end of the day, I know how many people actually like me. Mm-hmm. Like if you like genuine people, you'll like me a lot, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're a person that really ain't genuine yourself, you're not going to fuck with me because I'm the type of person after a while, I'll tell you about yourself. Yeah. I'm like, Hey man, what's your problem? Yeah. Why do you look like that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> One thing also, like, there's a lot of people that actually support us. Right. And what we do. Like, I, there's people like Tyson Paul. Shout out to Tyson Paul. Yeah. Gave Eddie a shot. He doing did. comedy, he you sure know, did. fresh out the box. Um, yeah. Like, Ty Jones. Ty came, you know, the, the first big deal person to come to our podcast. Definitely. He also came to our show on Friday. Shout out to Ty. Shout out to Ty. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah man yeah. but there there's people out there that are doing things and i think for every 10 people that are going to say something good about you there's going to be like three that have something fucked up to say yeah there's and no I, I know that for the future i see for myself there might be some people that be like yeah eddie was a, he was being an asshole or whatever but this might be what 15 18 years ago or some shit yeah some people i've seen somebody that literally held a grudge from high school mm-hmm. against someone bro I've been at a high school for 16 years. Oh, your cousin was, was your cousin telling? Huh? Didn't your cousin tell a story? I can't remember. Tell a story about what? It was about a girl. He thought he, he, the girl thought he was making fun of her. He was laughing at her and then they stopped being friends. And then it wasn't until 
earlier this year that he realized that that girl mistook what he did for some what someone else had done. I can't remember the story. It was something like that. It was Rudy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was Rudy, yeah. And yeah, that he had told me about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's just a goddamn shame. All those years. All those years. No communication. That, yeah, yeah. That's poor communication. That's horrible. And it was him reaching out trying to see what was wrong. Yeah. And she was just like brushing it off. But it's like it was because her lack of comprehension or she just her 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 ability to hold the grudge was so it was so much stronger than her ability to communicate. Yeah. And that's what fucked everything up. Mm-hmm. This is so stupid. <laughs> that's yeah. the wildest. This story so doesn't stupid. even sound real, but I know it's real because it's so stupid. Yeah, stupid. He said that her, him and that girl were really good friends. Yeah. And then that shit went on and they didn't talk. And he said he was reaching out. He said, because uh, I guess it had happened. Something had happened where somebody slapped her in the back, hit, like hit her in the head or shot up. A paper wad in the back of her head and then mm-hmm. she thought it was him mm-hmm. and he was like i would never do that you know but mm-hmm. it goes to show you some motherfuckers are like that <laughs> yeah they they'll talk about you or not want to communicate and then they'll act like you the problem mm-hmm. like that's on you man yeah but you know all in all um just be mindful about who you're talking about behind their back and then also be mindful of uh, who's talking about people behind their back to you. Because like Eddie said earlier, if that person is so quick literally to talk about someone as they walk out of the door, they can say the same things about you. Oh, definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. And sometimes that can fuck you off because it could be it could be some serious opportunity that you're both you're about to get. But the person that's talking about you could be someone of value, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they could use their words to get you pulled off of some type of opportunity. Yeah. And it's pretty fucked up. Like in all and well, people are people are um victims of perception. Yeah. Like someone could say something about you and it paints this perception perception of you that's so bad that the person that initially wanted to fuck with you is not gonna take that risk. Yeah. They're gonna think you just a fuck up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, you know. But it is what it is. I just got an idea. What's that? I'm gonna just text it to my friend. What happened? No, I just I have to text it right now so I don't forget. Oh. but we can continue with the podcast. I was just like, what's going on, man? Yeah, you said it like it was something. It was. You said I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Now I got text DJ. Yeah, I think he's one of those people that like verbalizes his ideas. He be like, "I want to make a pizza in outer space." What? Ah. <laughs> Let me send this. Thing. Let me send this pe- this text message. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? That's funny. One day we was on the podcast, and the, and the fucking uh, Keith was like, "Yeah, man, Cambodian breast milk." I was like, "What?" No, I did. <laughs> Cambodian breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> Any Cambodians listening right now? <laughs> Cambodians be cool. Oh man, Cambod- yeah. Like I think some of the and don't take this the wrong way, but I think some of the sexiest like Asian women are the brown ones, like the Filipinos and the Cambodians. They be looking like I don't know what. I yeah, seen, I seen a couple. I was like, what? There was one girl 
um, she she got much more attractive with age. She was like she was like I went to elementary school with her, mm-hmm. in she went to McKinley, and in elementary school she was all right. She wasn't that like that really attractive, honestly. She was like a she had really messed up teeth and she just looked really weird, and probably senior year she started getting she started looking good i was like dang age has done you well my friend oh wow you want some of the egg rolls huh ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny oh this i talked about the girl uh that used to work at my job her mom her that cambodian uh, okay with the mom is fire Word. she used to come to work like i don't i mean come to pick up her daughter and i don't know where she would come from she used to pull up in the mercedes she was, she was, yeah. And you walked up to her and told her that, that like bad pickup line. You was like, I love chow mein, actually. <laughs> I want to egg roll around with you all day. <laughs> so, actually, I really love soy sauce. <laughs> That's funny. You ever have somebody like it'd be like like some random white guy comes up to you and tells you some like very awkward stuff because you're black, yeah, and they think you're like it's gonna be cool. They'll be like, "Yeah, man," he's like, "I love." Uh, so they'll say something like, uh, "Man, I love Tupac, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I really love Tupac." Yeah, <laughs> and I, and like I won't even know them. Like I don't even know the guy's name, and I'll be like. Yeah, bro, what's up? Like, hey, how you doing, man? Like, oh, good, man. Just listen to this this Tupac, dude. Just listening to Tupac. Yeah. I love Tupac, man. You like to you, you like Tupac, dude? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like this is like a culturally like forced question. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't walk up to random white guys and be like, hey, so uh, do you like Sublime? Yeah. <laughs> like Blink One Eighty Two. You like Blink One Eighty Two, bro? That's the, that's the new jam. You like Kurt Cobain? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I don't know. Nobody really likes Kurt the way you think they do. His music? What? Are you crazy? Well, no. They 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 like uh they don't they like the group he was in. Yeah. I mean, they like Nirvana. Made all the music. They like Nirvana more than they dislike Kurt Cobain cuz Kurt Cobain had a solo career prior. Either way, he was the leader of the band. He wrote hey, all the songs. Yeah. Way, I <laughs> That mug is fire when you put it on the radio. Yep. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. People referring to themselves as transracial. Okay. There was a guy that it was a white guy and he re, he he considered himself Filipino. Right. Or he identified with himself as Filipino. And to me, I'm just like, yo. This shit is just so out of control, man. <laughs> Motherfuckers are doing everything under the sun. Like, yeah. and here's the thing. I think that you got to be real careful with this one, man. Like, we we have to stop acting like reality doesn't exist. This, this shit is too much. If you say you're transracial, let's say you're white, right? And all of a sudden, you pull a Rachel Dozal and you say, I identify as black. Uh, you want to be black without all the generational trauma? Uh, you want to be black without knowing how it really feels to look at life through a black person's eyes? This is the same problem. I don't. It's not so much me having a problem. Mm-hmm. It's just there is more conversation that needs to be had. 
I'm not I don't want to talk bad about the trans community or anything, but we have to understand that there is a battle that exists in every group. So, for example, a woman, let's say that you are a man and you wanted to be a trans woman. Women have a battle that they've been they've been battling something for many, many, many decades, for centuries to even be taken seriously in society. There are women that walk in a room and they could be in a corporate job and a panel full of men don't even take them seriously. Yeah. Like these are real things that happen. Mm -hmm. So when you want to become a part of that conversation, you have to be aware of what you're getting into. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not going to chastise you or anything, but I'm saying there's a whole nother battle on the end of that. So you want to be a brown, black or brown person? Don't just do it because it's convenient. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't be like, I want to be a black guy. And then all of a sudden, they're like, wait a minute. The police keep following me. I don't want to be black no more. Like, no, motherfucker, no take backs. <laughs> That's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck. If you, you black now. If you, uh, if you want to be transracial, you should have to go through slavery. Right. Yeah. They you should, should put you through like five years of slavery to really see if you really want to be black. Right. Put you through five years of slavery and make yeah. you eat fried chicken every yeah. day. <laughs> Are you tired of that fried chicken? <laughs> yes, sir. Keep eating it. That's funny. For me, I, I don't know. I can't really be the judge of this whole transracial movement. Because um, we live in this progressive society and for because you don't want to sound like, I guess, ignorant or whatever. Uh I mean, honestly, I just don't know the difference between someone that um, thinks they're the wrong race Uh and someone that thinks they're the wrong gender. Uh So I. I, I can't say anything. Yeah, but here's my thing. I don't have to know enough, right? I'm not gonna I'm not making a judgment, but I am saying that there's a difference between being progressive and delusional. And you're delusional if you was born with two white parents and you saying that you're black. That's fucked. I'm just I can't I cannot sit here and allow someone to say that I'm a black man or I'm Filipino. You could do that, but that whole idea is fucked. If I look, if I put two dog ears on the top of my head and I said, I'm a dog, I don't want to work anymore. I'm just going to be a dog and sniff people's asses. I identify as a poodle. You'd be like, nigga, are you crazy? That's I, what people would do. Yeah, I, but. I still don't know the difference between like if I want if I'm going to make fun of someone that thinks they're a different race, then. I can do the same or I should be able to do the same uh, for a person that wants to change their gender. Yeah, I guess. But at the end of the day, it's not to chastise anyone, but it's to have a bigger conversation. Like the conversation is there is more than just this progressive idea. Everything's everything. Everything is everything. That's not how it works. I think there's still more conversation to be had and it's not to chastise people. It's not to judge people, but I'm just saying like, if you are a white skinned person or if you're a black guy, there's a black girl that says she identified as white. 
And everybody was like, wait, what? What the? Wait, what? And it's because at the end of the day, people know there's a greater conversation to be had. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the fucking store and I'm going to pull into a handicapped parking spot. And by the time I come out and the police is waiting on me, writing a ticket, and they're going to say, you're parked in a handicapped spot. I'm like, look, sir, I identify as handicapped. Okay. My <laughs> leg is hurting. and he gonna rip that ticket up and said all right sir have a nice day (laughs) and that's the that's progressive that's progressivism right there but at the end of the day look do what you please do what you please but don't be mad when people ask questions because we don't know i don't i don't get it that's my thing but even though i don't get it I still feel that there is a greater conversation to be had in regards to do you think that this is something that's just everybody should get it? Like everybody should understand this? Like this is A through Z? Like this is just not as simple as people are making it. It's not. And we're all, we're learning and unlearning things at such a rapid pace that I'm still lost on the shit. But fuck. <laughs> yeah. To Man. me, I'm not going to do treat them any differently than I would a person that's changing of, their gender. Of course so not. I'm not. I'm just kind of staying out of it. So. Yeah. But if you listen to this and you think I'm whatever, then I don't give a fuck. You could help. You could feel however you want to feel about me because I'm not judging anyone. Right. But I am stating there is more. There's more than. There is more of a conversation to be had. You just can't assume that this is what it is and that's it. Because then that's a fucking lie. We all know that. Okay? So. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. No, we can't act like there's not more of a conversation to be had. Like, that's how it is and that's it. No. Like, it's not that It's not that simple to understand. If you say, I'm white, I have two white parents, but I identify as black. Okay. That's fine. I'm not going to chastise you for it, but you know goddamn well there's more of a conversation to be had. How did you come to this conclusion? When did this happen? How did you feel this way? What made you feel like you wanted to identify as black? We have a whole history, a whole history of shit that, like, the, my POV on being a black man is going to be a lot different than yours. That's just That's just the truth of the matter. But... Switching gears, Sw- support, <laughs> su- supporting people switching that, races, right? <laughs> supporting people that don't support you, right? I think that you can successfully—I won't say successfully—but I think you can support someone that doesn't support you, and that's fine. But I think that there's—I uh, don't know—it's kind of hard. It's—it's it's kind of complex because if that person is not making any effort whatsoever to support you or say, Hey, keep working or doing something. If they're not doing absolutely anything, then that's a one-sided support system. And how long is that going to last? Yeah. I, I seen a guy who I know he shared, um, we're all peers here. Everyone in Bakersfield is peers. There's two or three people that are outliers. 
that are extremely successful and they make a lot of money. Right. Outside of that, we're all people striving to go to the same place. Excuse me. And so um, everyone knows what we do. Everyone knows right. that, you know, me and the finesse guys, we make movies. Um, everyone knows that me and Eddie has a podcast. Everyone knows, you know, we dabble in stand up and a bunch yeah. of other things. Yeah. Um, so there, uh, so there was, uh, uh, one of my friends, he basically shared a song from, uh, a mutual person that we know. And he, he just released, re- recently released a song and, um, that's fine. You know, it's, it's okay to support, you know, support your, your, your peers. We had Joe Maynard on a podcast. He's pretty much the only musician we've, we've had on the podcast and, uh, you know, we share his music and we try to promote, you know, him as well. That's perfectly fine. But the only problem I had with, with my friend that shared the song is that the the person that he shared the song from has had no inkle to do or share or support anything that we've done publicly. Right. So I was just saying, like, I would never do that. No. Even if I like the song and I think the song is okay. Right. But... I would never just, yo, know, like go in there and take up space on my timeline or my uh, feed to promote a person's song that won't even like the comment or you know I, right. I he even I think he even tagged him in the post and I don't think he liked it or anything and he was he was actually sharing people's um, people's posts on his on his story. And he didn't even share the oh, one that come on. my friend posted. So I was like, wow. yo, that's that's why you don't do those sort of things because right. um, you know, that they're not even gonna be appreciative of that because there's no mutual there's no mutual liking. Like you don't mutually like each other's work, obviously, if you're not right. you know, like it, if you're not sharing or if you're not sending any sort of condolences or right. hitting my inbox or saying right. like, yo, this is good. So, you know, why even waste your time? Right. There's, there's, um, there's always a way to know if someone, um, is aware of what you're doing. If they're aware of what you're doing and they're making you aware that they're like, yo, I listened to that last podcast. That was dope. I feel this way about this. I'm like, oh man, I appreciate it. Thank you. So I know that this person's aware of what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So me having them, and I see what they're doing. I'm more aware of what they're doing. And if your shit is just shit and it's not any good and I don't fuck with it, I'm not going to give you any false sense of confidence. I'm not going to be like, oh, this is the dopest stuff ever. Mm-hmm. I might tell you like, hey, keep it up, man. Keep working. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to be sharing it or none of that mm-hmm. because I don't, you know, that's just <clears throat> what it is. But I will be in your inbox telling you to keep grinding. You know, you don't have to share my stuff at that point. But if I feel you're doing something great, and I know I'm doing something good and you're not giving any effort to inbox, share, nothing. I'm not fucking with your shit. I'm not sharing your shit. Yeah. And it sounds like, oh, well, that's not like that's that's more of your problem. Like, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you got to realize, especially how you you the way you leverage social media means a lot. Yeah. Because it, you should be a person that should not post anything unless it means something. Look, first of all, I don't want to say that because there's not a one size fits all for social media. You could post all the memes you want, whatever the fuck, who gives a fuck. But the way that I've learned to use social media is I'm not going to post anything 
unless it's like something significant or it's, it's well thought through or something that kind of um, it kind of goes with who I am. And I put it on there on mm-hmm. social media. If it's something about the podcast, especially. Um, but I'm not going to put I'm not going to take up time to put somebody's stuff on that I don't fuck with. Mm-hmm. Like I shared some stuff from Caesar, but I fuck with Caesar. Yeah. He's been on the podcast. He's actually an actor. He's actually yeah. doing things in the world. I actually have to read Caesar's script. My bad, Caesar, if you listen. You haven't read it? No. God damn. I, I read like the first page. I just been busy, sorry. Oh man. You gotta reach out to him, man. Cause he might not listen to this podcast. Yeah. You know, he might be busy doing shit. So you reach out to him, let him know what's going on, man. Yeah. That's that's bad, uh that's bad uh uh, what do you call that that's bad business right there man yeah he's probably been waiting on you to get back to him probably he probably thinks like oh man keith hates my fucking script probably yeah that see sucks. yeah and then see he 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 probably holds himself a certain way so he's like i'm not gonna bother him you know i'm gonna let keith just mm-hmm. when keith gets back to me that's when he'll get back to me and then you never got back and he's like dang yeah keith's in my calendar keith's an asshole <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah man but yeah that's it on that where where we at, man? How long have we been rocking, dude? Uh hour and thirty three minutes. Oh shit. Yeah, we've been on here a minute. Um, yeah, that's that's how I feel about that. I got nothing else on that, man. What were we, what was the subject again? Oh my god, you're terrible. It was uh, <laughs> supporting people that don't oh, yeah, support yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean uh just rock with your friends, man. That's that's the best way I would put it. You know, people that genuinely support you. And you like what they do and they like what you do, just go up together. Cause if you're if you're reaching at people that you actually know and they don't support you, you just look you look dumb at the end of the day. You do. Cause you imagine like, you know, the friend that I have, he puts out an amazing project and right. everyone in Bakersfield is like, yo, this is really good. This is really good. Or you you're really talented. And then you try to share something of the other person and they don't even respond. You look like, mm-hmm. you know, you're depreciating yourself. Yeah. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Another thing too is I hate it when you're, uh, you're sending work or doing things and not getting responses and you got a bunch of people like that on your social media. It makes you look like you're reaching for people. Yeah. Like you're reaching to be accepted and they don't give a fuck about you. I'm I'm sure there's a million people that don't give a fuck about me or Keith, but I hate to break it to you. You will care. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, yeah, these people, these are regular people. Right. And there are people that have released songs that are better than that song that he was sharing. Right. Or equally as good. And um, I don't think I didn't see him share that song. Yeah. Joe Maynard has a really good album. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I make it a point to pop up and share Joe Maynard shit. Like if I ever shared anyone's stuff, it's because I've it means something and I put it up. I don't just put everybody's shit up. I yeah. don't. And this that like I mentioned on the podcast, like this is not a hub for just anyone to pop up and put their shit on there. Yeah. Like we like to have conversations over here. But mm-hmm. I um, think his album recently came on the streaming platforms too oh it did yeah okay so i think it'll be on spotify in a couple of days or okay yeah because it wasn't on there when i checked recently yeah yeah but it's on apple music now oh apple music okay dope mm-hmm. yeah john Maynard's album drop I, when his album dropped as soon as it dropped i got off of work i was probably one of the first people that shared it to my instagram 
Mm-hmm. And I put that up on there, and he's like, "Oh man, thanks, man." I'm like, "That's all good." And he had just was it what day was it? He had just got we had just had him on a podcast. Yeah, he dropped it the next week. Yeah, yeah. And I think and did he drop it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday yeah. midnight. Thursday midnight, nine p.m. Yeah, it was during Western. the week. And I shared that mug. I was like, "Okay, Joe." It just feels good being around people that you fuck with and they fuck with you. Yeah. Like Todd Jones, I fuck with Todd. And Todd fuck with us. Yeah, Todd a real nigga. Yeah, Todd a real one. And then I was telling DJ, uh I was like, if anybody ever slandered Todd around me, you might get these hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he just popped up. Yeah. He just pulled up on y'all, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's dope. Yeah, that's 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 cool, man. Mm -hmm. Um, the podcast, he popped up, he popped up on me, like, yo, you know. Yeah. I reached out to him, but he was doing this thing. He was working, doing a bunch of vlogs and a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And he just popped up on me like, hey, yo, what's up with the podcast? I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know, ran it ran it across, uh, you know, Keith. Because here's the thing. This is no offense to anyone. Me and Keith make collaborative decisions. So if Keith, like, tells me, oh, this person might be good for the podcast. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, or if I bring up someone and he's like, yeah, I don't know if that'll work. Then I'm like, all right. Then it's that then we just won't have them on. Mm-hmm. It's not like we got people knocking our door down to be on the podcast. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not Breakfast Club <laughs> yet. But <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's just how it is, man. Yeah. Mostly it comes from depending if you know someone, know someone, and then I'd be like, you know, you you know him, so right. I'm not like, what can I say? True. Or if I know the per, if you say something and I'd be like, dog, I know that person. Like I'm cool. True. I don't really want to talk to him. True. Maybe but if work. I give you a description of the person that I know, you'd be like, I don't know if that would work then. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? It probably wouldn't. Yeah. Because I brought up, you know, like a family member of mine before I brought him up, and I told you I was like that'd be cool, but I don't know if they can use. It. <laughs> and he was like, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those then, white devils. Yeah, you were like, like nah, man, we can't have you doing that shit. And then you got you got somebody that we both had, you know, this, this family. Mm-hmm. But then we was like, yeah, that ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> highly highly intelligent, but you know, yeah, hate, hates white people. But, uh, <laughs> don't know if that would pan out well with our white listeners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that's all I got, man. And uh, we had the um, the show on f- last Friday, the We on the Labs. It was the first time. Oh yeah, me, DJ, and Chris all got up there, so it was pretty fun. And then there was so there was five people, um, and then Tyson was technically the host. He's kind of always the host, but um, so there's one girl from Dallas, um, by way of LA. She came down. Um, her name was Jasmine W or something like that. And then there was a, a girl, Tiffany who came, um, she did, she did really good. Actually. She, she, that was her first time. I don't know if it was her first, first time, but that was her first time doing the, the, the show Tyson show. And, uh, she brought the whole West side in there and, um, you know, she, she, she killed to me. She, um, you can always benefit at those type of things when you it's how should I put this? It's very hard to make people laugh that you don't know. Right. Uh, true. So the benefit that she had is that she, she did really good. And then she also had people that she knew like probably like 10, 
12, 13 people in there that came just to see her. Uh, so, you know, similar to the way you described your second show. Yeah. Um, how you felt like you didn't do as good as you wanted it, right. wanted to. Right. At least Chris did really well because what we're learning in this comedy thing is that you have to adapt. Right. And different audiences, um, especially on the come up, because yeah. we're performing in front of a lot of people that don't know us. Exactly. So there already there's a certain audience that you know can come to a comedy show and then be like, we only want to see Tiffany. Um, or right. they'll be like, who right. is this nigga up here? Like, he's not that funny. Like, right off the bat, they're like, I don't even want to laugh at him. Yeah. I'm just here to see. They feel less see. obligated to laugh. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, they, you know, they already have that in their mind. So, it's like two times as hard to make them laugh. Right. Like, they're not going to laugh at something that is kind of funny. It has to be extremely funny for them to laugh. Right. So, I say all that to say that, like, we went up there. Um, Chris, Chris got a lot of laughs. He did really good for the first, like, seven minutes of his set. Right. Um, me and DJ probably got like comparable laughs. Um, we both felt like we left there and we like, yo, like, I don't know what it is. DJ was more so like, I felt like I could have been more prepared. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, objectively watching his set, I was like, yo, you were saying a lot of funny stuff and nobody was laughing. That's just because it's the programming, man. Yeah. People, they're just programming themselves. To not laugh. See, here's the thing, too. This is what we have to be aware of. I don't think this will happen in Los Angeles. And I'll not explain at all. Not at all. We have a culture in Bakersfield of people who do not have any type of comedy or any other, like... They don't have an etiquette, a comedy store, like etiquette. comedy club etiquette. They don't have the etiquette and they don't have the comedy culture out here. Yeah. So when they go to any type of comedy show, to them, it's just like, oh, this is raggedy ass comedy show. They're trying I to be. To pay $10 they, to get in here. They're trying to be funny. They wouldn't let me use my EBT card. Ah. <laughs> so they get comedy. in there and they, they have like, they, they're, they've predetermined that they're not going to laugh at jokes. Yeah. So I think what you needed, all you can do here is you have to just get up. Even I think even if you killed, if you were known for killing every time you got on stage and you were making people laugh, whatever, there's still going to be people that have predetermined in their mind that they're not going to laugh. And if you looked at them, they're going to be like chuckling to themselves, trying not to laugh. Yeah. It's fucked up. I see, I've seen it because when you're up there, you can look at the people and you could like, I made it. There was some. Like, I'm gonna call them thugs, but some niggas from like the West Side and you know, they're yeah. probably gang affiliated or whatever. Yeah. And you would look at them in their eye and you tell the joke and it'd be like, huh. Like, you can see the little, huh. <laughs> I'll be roasting them. I'm like, hey, we got some gang bangers in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a comedy. Oh, man. It, it, you know, it's funny too, is some people try to be too cool for a comedy show and they start too talking. Cool. I'll be like, hey, nigga in the back with diabetes. What's up, man? <laughs> How about you keep it down over there, man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that you, I don't know. And you also have to be able to work a crowd. I think, like I was talking to Keith about this the other day. Yeah. When you're up there on stage, you're just more, when you're, especially when you're newer, you're more concerned with telling the joke. You're just trying to remember just your lines. Remember your lines, tell the joke. Remember your lines, tell the joke. I think there's phases to it. I think once you master remembering the joke, and framing the joke and putting it out into the stands. Now you can work on the next thing, which is working the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like you start picking up on shit more. Like it, once you deliver the joke and you hear one girl in the right side, she's like, ha! You'd be like, 
who was that? Was that a horse out there? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're you're able to work the crowd more because you have more confidence. I exactly. Think, I think that if you start to, if you if you're able to embody all these different elements, then I think the crowd will see like, wait a minute, this nigga's the real deal because yeah. they've seen the real deal on TV. They've seen Eddie Murphy's and Dave Chappelle's and all these comedians up there, so they started to. Um, they started to adapt to this yeah. type of profession or Kevin Hart. Yeah. They start to adapt to this professional um, comedian. Yeah. And they come to a show. They already predetermined they're not going to laugh. And everyone's here amateur. Everyone's amateur. I'm just here to see fucking David or whoever yeah. the fuck they're here to see. You know? Yeah. You do. Real, what, you know, what realize what what all of us have right. been doing wrong, at least from my in my inner circle, is that you have people do um sets over and over and right crafting their jokes keep making new shit joke. yeah and just reworking it to make it funny and you know changing a little piece here and acting a little better or putting a pause here or mm-hmm. you know framing a joke setting a joke up better so you could get a better laugh at the end right so they're doing this over the course of months and months and months and they're doing it and over us over. we're like trying to go up with new material all the time so right. you know what all of us came to the conclusion is that we have to just keep doing these same jokes over. Yeah. As mundane as it may be, um, you just got to keep honing your uh, jokes over and over and over. And then you get that comfortability that um, the, that a Kevin Hart or Andrew Scholes or Dave yeah. Chappelle, those guys have. Um, where you can go on stage and you know exactly what you're going to say next. And then a girl or somebody in the audience could not be paying attention and you could bring her up or him mm-hmm. up. And Yeah. Yeah. Because you've, you've, okay. Remember that t- when I was doing the movie recently? Yeah. Um, at first I would kind of like kind of bonehead my line, but the more I kept looking and doing the line over, I got more confident. Yeah. I was able to, you know, start putting words together better. Things like that started happening. Now imagine if I did that same thing 75 times. Yeah. I would have mastered it like completely. I probably would have been word for word. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what happens with these fucking, these these fucking comedy uh these jokes Mm -hmm. is once you're able to do this shit enough then you get it and now when you deliver it you deliver it in like a masterful way like instead of just like um well um uh anybody like mcdonald's yeah all right i got this joke about mcdonald's yeah and everybody's gonna be like okay this guy forgot his shit yeah 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 i was looking at my phone when i did the first time i did it and i look i was actually kind of like chuckling or laughing at my stand-up because it was actually pretty funny like yeah. ob- objectively it was second time i don't feel it was that great mm-hmm. so that's how i know that i'm on the right track because i have a gauge for you can how, tell yes yeah. you have a gauge for how good or bad you're doing when i was up on stage i already felt it i was like i'm not bombing but i'm not completely that fucking funny <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah but the other niggas that went up i'm not trying to talk bad about them but they didn't realize that some of them was bombing like DJ, if I was, re- dj killed that night DJ did good that night. probably better than jerry law just a, just as much yeah, yeah. jerry's pretty funny though jerry is funny Jerry had more. Jerry was up there for thirty minutes, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. his experience shows. Yeah, the shit he was doing. Yeah, all that shit. That would, hey, that probably would probably be a good uh, future guest, possibly, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, who knows? He lives in the base, so that'd be hard. Yeah, he's out here though. Not all the time though. Not he's rarely out here. Yeah, who knows? 
Yeah. Well, um, before we end this podcast, we have a special uh, sponsor uh, from LaCroix Water, uh, sparkling water. Uh, it's naturally essence, <laughs> the essence of lemon. Are you tired of drinking sugary sodas and you see about 32 grams of sugar in each soda? Switch to LaCroix. You get the same sparkly taste without the sugar. And where me and Keith have been drinking these the whole time. Uh, well, what's your review on these, Keith? I ain't going to front. I don't like these. But, um, you know, I didn't want to be like, I don't want to sound like a cigarette smoker on the podcast. So Yeah, you totally fucked the sponsor up, man. Yeah. Yeah, we could have got a sponsor from but Keith blew it. <laughs> I was going to send this clip in and say, hey, we love your water. And then Keith blew it. Yeah. All right. Well, I if you can't been- be, I can't be, you know, having something. Having something sponsor the podcast that I don't don't actually use. All right, stop talking. All right, now, <laughs> that's Mug said. Only carbonated water, naturally essenced. Eh, I need some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it tastes like if you just poured sugar in it. That'd be crazy. Because <laughs> it's just like flavor. It ain't even the sugar. Yeah, they strained out all the sugar in a lemon and then just put the. No, they just. It's almost like they used um, like zest. I guess you could say. Yeah. Almost only carbonated water naturally essenced. Yeah, I have to look up the definition of essenced. I don't know about that. That sounds like juice. Yeah, it's not. No, I mean that sounds like drink. It don't. Nah, sound, not yeah. at all. You you could taste the lemon in it, but it's like natural lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you made it to the end of this podcast, episode 76, and we've been all over the place, and we appreciate you for listening. Yeah. Once again, this is Eddie McGee. Boy, Kate, thanks. And we're out of here. Peace.